0: to the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple.
1: We are so grateful you're here with us today. Let's dive in.
0: Yo, what's going on?
1: hey guys uh,
0: people change everything people change your success people are the key to success and so that's what we're talking about today we've got two great friends of ours on the line we've got zach Melhus and scotty backen which is really cool and you might know exactly who these guys are odds are you do if you don't that's totally okay too this episode is gonna get you can get to know them a little bit more they've got so much stuff to say on people, on community, on how it changes your perspective, how it changes your success, how it changes the fulfillment you get in what you do. It's really cool. So Scott founded SoCality, which is this beautiful creative platform to platform creatives in order for them to meet online to then create relationships offline. And Zach's actually a community manager of that as well. And together And separately, they also both have incredible creative brand careers too. So, they both have shot for some of the biggest brands you've ever heard of. So, they have... Lots of stuff to say. Lots of stuff to show. Um,
1: and this is just such a fun episode because these guys are hilarious. They're funny. they're funny. The dad and middle child jokes are on point. So uh,
0: the dad and I obviously dad jokes a sort of thing, but like middle child jokes. I hadn't really heard that until this episode, <laughs> until we recorded this. So I think
1: any person's birth order, they go, this is my joke. And it's the joke of the jokes. Yeah, and I love it. Totally. So, it so hey, we hope you enjoy episode.
0: this episode. Uh Sit tight because this is going to be a fun one. Welcome to the show, boys, and we and got one girl. girl. We one got girl. one girl, Zach and Scotty. Welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you guys on here. It is awesome to be here. It's a privilege. You guys got full full kits now. Now that the spoiler alert, we're going to talk about this later. But the Locality show is coming at the end of this month, so you guys are fully kitted out now.
2: You're kitted out. For- we're kitted out with the mics, but now that you say kitted out, I imagine that it, it would actually be good, Scott, if we got uniforms. So maybe,
3: <laughs> Ooh, course, some jerseys? like soccer style, yeah.
0: Maybe
2: that. I shirt. like that. Yeah. I like that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the merch.
0: I would love to see what that would look like. Yeah, maybe that's what you guys <laughs> should yeah, do. Swipe you, up. you guys should swipe before up before the show. Before Fly the show, up. Zach was talking about how Socality is going to find a way to partner with Jeff Bezos and get. Everyone who comes and watches their first podcast recording live, they're going to look under their chair, and there's going to be a present from from Jeff. So maybe you can—that present could just be those uniforms. There I you think go. A good idea.
1: <laughs> I think we should make that a promise from you guys right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think you guys should commit to that. Let me get yes. out my email this afternoon. Perfect. The rest
2: of this interview yourself. I'm going to step out and design this uniform. I'll be back in about 35 minutes.
0: Cool, we'll we'll catch you you in a bit. Okay, well, hey, let's get on into the show. So we're so grateful to have you guys on here. This is going to be really fun. So we got Scott Backen, and we got Zach Melhus. Melhus is right, right? Did I say that right? Yeah, absolutely. Perfect, man. I've heard some people, not going to lie, I've heard some people butcher that. I've heard some people say some like Melhus and stuff. Every time I got
2: called to the office in high school, which is more than you'd think, I heard a different pronunciation. So I I called far worse things.
0: (laughs) So wait. Okay. Well. Hey. Why don't you guys quickly introduce yourselves? We did this just a second ago, obviously in the podcast intro. But why don't you guys reintroduce yourselves? But tell us first of all who the world knows you guys as, and then introduce yourselves from what people wouldn't really know. You know, everyone's like, oh, Scott Backen, Eddie Bauer, you know, Daddy Blogger, you know, and then <laughs> Zach's just like, oh, a Mountain Man, you know. Like introduce hey, us. Introduce us on the like Daddy overview. Daddy I like. I've also heard that. I've heard Zach Melhoose, and I've heard Scott's a daddy blogger. So why don't you guys guys set the record straight?
3: I just put that in my profile. Sure. I'm Scott Backen, Scott C. Backen on Instagram. I grew up in Estevan, Saskatchewan, which is most people never know what that is, but it is in Canada, the southeast corner of Saskatchewan, right by the North Dakota border. And then I moved to Calgary, Canada in um, 1999 got married we moved to australia for six years in sydney australia which was polar opposite to Esteban, saskatchewan and i couldn't (laughs) be more thankful for that and then we moved back to calgary canada in 2010 and we um started a family we have uh, my wife jessica and we have two children sydney and cruz and that's it and i'm a photographer entrepreneur and i started socality in 2014 and that's a little bit about me so cool amazing Amazing. Saskatchewan.
1: I've heard it's just mm-hmm. such a beautiful place.
3: Oh, as <laughs> flat as a pancake. You can look all around you and you will not find a tree.
1: Oh, good people, though. Good people. Good people. Though. Okay. People. Zach, you go ahead and introduce yourself.
2: Yeah, so my name is Zach. I think people online would recognize me as maybe uh, the guy who does some of the on-screen hosting for Socality stuff with our workshops and with our uh, show coming up and all that sort of stuff. So it's been a real privilege working with, with Scott and John and the rest of the team on um, kind of bringing some of that stuff to the public. And when we are able to be meeting in person, those events, whether it be hosting some of those live events and helping put those together is something that I've absolutely loved over the past few years. Like you mentioned, Joey, I'm, I'm out here in Chilliwack, BC, which is a little bit east of Vancouver. It's got a nice mix of mountains and outdoors and also kind of being close to the rest of the world. And um, yeah, I shoot some, shoot some photos and do some brand work. And then um, I also work with high school and middle school youth, which is where I put most of my time Right now, especially during COVID, trying to help people who have uh, lost a lot
1: over the last little while. I mean, I guess every
2: group of people is a group of people who have lost a lot this past year. Yeah,
1: totally. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's awesome. So cool. Okay, give us one thing that people don't know about you guys. Scott, you go first. Other than the fact I just cracked that you're a daddy blogger,
3: I'm a daddy blogger. I really like that title. One thing people don't know about me, hmm, hmm, I grew up singing and I. Used to sing in competitions <laughs> growing up. Tell
1: me, tell me that you competed against Justin Bieber at some point up in oh, Canada. Well,
3: he wasn't born yet. I should say he wasn't oh, born. Maybe
1: that's the fun fact. How old is he?
3: If he wants to have a sing-off, I'm totally down. I would totally. Called out. I will totally do it if Justin wants to have a sing-off. We're both Canadian. But yeah, I grew up. I went to all these competitions and I sang and part of my childhood. So there okay.
0: you go know what i love about this if you go on to apple music and you search
3: scott back oh no no no, no 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 find no <laughs> oh, do not editor delete out uh, oh i haven't even tried that i'm gonna do that right uh, after this so should... everyone
1: has their new editing playlist for the next yeah week. exactly
3: Release uh, notes. a
1: note
0: exactly hey, what about you what's something that people don't know about you
2: oh man i really really love to an unreasonable amount the game cribbage i think a lot of people kind of oh as a grandmother activity but if so
0: i'm a grandmother it's a great game
1: zach that is my new favorite thing because i play that with joey's mom all the time she learned how to
0: play that game in canada actually
1: so good
2: it's it's the perfect game i mean it keeps your math skills sharp and there's just enough to do that if conversation kind of dies out it's okay but it's also not so like mentally engaging that you couldn't also have a conversation hundred percent perfect I just
3: jump in because there's you know when you're talking and you learn something about somebody yeah, yeah. i yeah. learned i didn't know this about zach i'd been working with forever he used to be an actor that's really true.
1: we got a singer and an actor I on the show
3: you were an actor oh,
0: hold on zach let me guess hallmark christmas movies oh, oh. Could, be. <laughs> could you imagine? That'd be sweet. Oh, I can't. I can't imagine. I feel like everyone that I know that lives in Abbotsford, Langley, anywhere around that area is like an extra in Hallmark Christmas movies because that's where they shoot all of them.
2: <laughs> it is so there's Riverdale. This one, there's this one block in, uh, in Abbotsford where any time of year you will go and there is fake snow on the ground and there's a crew. And it's like this one block. Anytime you can always count on it, there will be a Hallmark movie because they pump out like 200
3: a year. They could yeah. come to Alberta, and there would always be real snow on the block every day of the year. That's true. So that's true. They don't even need fake snow. Okay. So Zach was an
0: actor, and Scott is on Apple Music. Wow. <laughs> Those are probably two things for sure that people did not know about either of them. Okay. Well, hey, let's let's just go rapid fire quickly. I want the shortest answers you have for these, other than the third question, because the third question is going to be really fun. But, so I'm just actually I'm going to answer this first question for you guys because you guys just told us so. We were gonna say, where are you from? But Scott is obviously from Calgary. Zach is from Chilliwack. A second question here, how long have you guys both been professional creatives? Short answer.
3: Six years. Yeah, six years. Cool. Cool. Nice.
1: And then, this is my favorite question. What's something you've bombed in your career? Like, what's just like a hilarious, like, well, that just didn't work out the way I thought, or like a major funny failure or whatever it would be, big or small, go.
2: Well, that's a fun one.
3: Oh, that this show is not long enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you only you only get to doing good things by doing the bad things, right? I'd really have to think about that. I don't know is the answer. I mean, there's been a, a lot of a lot of failures for sure. <laughs>
1: no. Zach, do you got one?
3: Yeah,
2: I mean, this one's not like necessarily super funny, but it's just like a real one that comes to mind. I just remember this one particular season. I had just said yes to so many different things that all sounded exciting. Cause someone says, Hey, I, you know, I'd love for you to be involved in this. You're like, amazing. That sounds so fun. And I just got excited and like pumped that people wanted me to be involved in things that I just started like kind of rubber stamping everything saying, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And I just remember this humbling moment, this one clothing company, I had to reach out to them and just say, guys, I, I overcommitted. I'm not going to be able to get this shoot done. Cause I, I don't have time before the deadline. I'll ship the stuff back. I'm so sorry. And it was just a like extremely humbling moment for me to just like, even though it's an email, like it feels like you're just like looking them in the eyes, even though you're not and just be like, I failed you. And it was my fault. And there is no excuse. And I don't know that I think that was just an important moment for me to have to realize going forward, just because something's like, fun or interesting or exciting or like you know humbling or flattering that someone wanted you to be involved
3: doesn't mean you should do it
1: totally totally that's a good one
3: sorry i'm laughing (laughs) i just realized a moment (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh yeah. by the way zach that's really cool shoot, i love that yeah i was supposed to shoot these protein drinks for this company and i was going down to the states and so i just said "Oh, just send them to my friend's house so they shipped like all these protein drinks to his house and i got there and he's like oh that's what those were for i drank them all <laughs> <laughs> He just totally didn't know what they were and received them and just drank them all. I'm like, what do you mean you drank them all? He's like, they're all gone. And so the company emailed me and I'd flown back to Canada. And they're like, when can we, because they didn't ship to Canada. That's why um, I had shot that was going to shoot them there. And they're like, when can we expect the shots? <sighs> and he just said, I'm going to be honest with you. They arrived at my friend's house and he consumed them all. <laughs> the drinks are gone and they were just like it was just one of those moments that i was just laughing so hard because i literally was like i'm just going to tell them the truth like you know like literally yeah. and i hate to tell you this but he has consumed them all <laughs> i wish
2: I wish I, the, I wish I had the confidence of your friend though that like just to like crush
3: mystery mail without asking a question oh, like i think open up and not know what they're for and be like oh what are these and just take them all and so it was one of those moments that i just had to like you said an email it is like looking them in the eye and i thought (laughs) i'm just going to be brutally honest and let them know like these shots aren't happening they're gone
1: (laughs) oh that is so funny that is so good oh my gosh
0: i've i know i know i'm not getting asked this question but because it's relative to where you live scott one of the most embarrassing moments where i had to email somebody and look them in the eye was when i i had a This was kind of like pre-Yeti days before Yeti really owned the market. I was shooting for another cooler company in Banff at Lake Minnewaka. And literally, I googled like sheep hotspots in Banff. Okay. It says Lake Minnewaka. I I drive there. The second I pull around the corner, you see the lake. There's like 200 sheep on the road. I was like, are you kidding me? This is insane. So I get out. We're shooting. I literally got a shot of a sheep standing on the cooler. Nice. Like I put it on the road. It was so funny and we were we were just like loving this, me and my friend. Anyways, long story short, we ended up somehow leaving the cooler there on the side of the road. We have no idea how. We <laughs> thought we put it in the trunk. Oh my gosh. And it was gone. So, I got all the way back to I got all the way back to I don't even know where we were staying and I was like, "We don't have this freaking cooler." Anyways, it was like 3 days later, we ended up finding the cooler cuz somebody had reported it saying they found a cooler and somehow we got it back, but in the meantime, I had to email the cooler company and said, right. Look, man, I've lost this cooler. We gave it to the sheep. And he's like, How did you lose a cooler? And I, <laughs> man, I don't know how I lost a cooler. So, But it was one of those same embarrassing, brutally embarrassing moments. But you have to be Oops. so honest, which is, which is a great segue into this topic. Because today's topic for the podcast is people are the key to your success. Right. And um, those are three stories that all align with being brutally honest with people in order to... And I'm hoping this is what happened with you guys, maintain those relationships, which is really, really cool. So let's just jump in straight yeah. from there because I think this it. is going to be really cool.
1: Okay. So I've got a question for you guys. Have there been times in your career where you've tried to go it alone? I know sometimes our industry is really isolated, the creative industry. Have there been times in your career where you're like, I'm going to go it alone. I'm going to try to just do this all by myself. Screw the
0: people. I've got this. Yeah. Thing.
1: And what happened?
3: I love that question. Um, For me, no, is the answer. I've, I've built everything I've done on being collaborative and being I'm a people person. I'm an extrovert. So I love being with people. And I think the hardest thing for me is when there is tensions or in a relationship or relationships go south, because I find that really difficult. Some people can just shut people off and walk the other way. But I've spent my life trying to build relationships and fight for relationships. And I've always understood the power of my success or the key to my success has always been true, meaningful, um, authentic connection to people. And in this industry, it's easy for people to find another person to collaborate because they see that person as a stepping stone or uh, share influence. And so sometimes you're in these moments where you're like, trying to figure out if people are sincere in their intentions, and that can be hurtful when you find out they weren't. And so for me, my thing, I've always sometimes, I've always had to fight for the things I want. And there's definitely been moments when working towards my career where I was trying to figure things out, but I've never done anything on my own. I've always surrounded myself with people who are better at things than me and ask questions, learn from them and try and understand how we can actually all rise together. And so for me, it's been important to connect myself to those types of people. So I personally have never tried to do that.
1: I love that you said that you surround yourself with people who are quote unquote better than you. And because I think that a lot of people maybe are comfortable surrounding themselves with people that are a step lower than them or whatever it is in their career path. And they're like, oh, no, no, that that makes me feel like I rise above. But truly rising up is when you have other people helping you pull you up so okay. i think that's really cool scott
3: people yeah. do it based sort of insecurity right they do it right. because they they don't want people to outgrow them or get better than them but the truth is you can't control someone else's journey you can't control if someone's going to be better than you or a, a window of opportunity that may come for them where they could supersede you and so if you're trying to control that you're just setting yourself up for own personal failure and i think truth is you got to be confident in your own ability, surround yourself with people who are better than you and always be willing to learn, you know, and that, and then you will walk your journey the way you're meant to walk it. Mm-hmm. That. Zach, what about you?
2: Yeah. I mean, first off, I just want to say as someone who's known Scott for a bunch of years, that's absolutely true. That is The way he lives is someone who's always bringing people in and that's something I I appreciate so deeply about Scott for me personally. Yeah, I mean I got into photography first as, as a hobby before I even really had it on my mind that it could become a career and it was just sort of like capturing stories of things my friends were up to. So, you know, hikes, camping trips. And so for me, you know, there wouldn't have been a story if there wasn't other people involved. And that was the, the mindset that it all started with was like, let's make something together. And I always viewed my role as the photographer as, you know, a piece in the story, but not like the guy. So without everyone else, I, I didn't really view myself as having much to tell a story about. So then as it evolved into a career, I continued with that. So, you know, the people that you're working with to bring a shoot to life, whether it be someone who's gonna be in your photo, whether it be um, a partner, if they're a brand, um, or someone helping produce or whatever it is, like they're all just as much a part of the team as anybody else. So then what I realized is, is running into what you guys, you know, mentioned that there are people who are fully trying to do it alone. And I found when I met people like that, themes that would be brought up in conversation would be frustration, you know, feeling like I just don't know how, you know, who can I trust to work on a project with, or it just feels like things aren't working out this and this and that. And I started to feel like, man, I, you know, I, I feel bad, or I feel like, you know, these people are a bit of a step behind not having the access to people who genuinely support them, which is what really made me want to get involved with SoCality and what resonated when Scott explained the vision to me this is an opportunity to bring something to people um that's made such a difference in my life that potentially, you know, if if we if we do it right, we can extend that opportunity to others and build that community. So that's that's sort of but and then at the same time, I do have a bit of a pattern of of withdrawing at times for the sake of my own creativity. So I have like a like moving near towards people and then withdrawing and a bit of like a pattern and a sway to make sure that I don't get caught up in just like, I don't know, doing what the people around me are doing for the sake of doing it. But do I take some time to withdraw and know what's important to me and know what I want to create and then move to people to do it together and then withdraw and make sure that I'm grounded and come back? So there's a bit of a, like a, a rhythm there, I guess, for me personally.
1: Cool. Super, super cool. That's yeah, awesome.
0: That, that is super cool. Hey, this is probably something that we should have said right off the bat. For the two people that don't know what Socality is, why don't you guys explain that? We probably should have gotten you to do that right off the bat, and I could try my hand at it, but I know you guys will. Scott will have a a better one-liner. So, Scott, just for the people that are sitting here going, okay, this Socality thing sounds really cool. I don't know who Scott and Zach are, or I do know who they are, but I just know them as Scott as obviously the daddy blogger and Zach as the Chilliwack mountain man. You know, what is Socality though? So, fill us
3: in. Yeah. So, I mean, lots of the story, but a quick version. So Cality started in 2014, but it's basically a creative community that brings people together online and then together for face-to-face encounters. So it's a community based around creative. We host events in person, bring people together. We have one day events, 3 multi-day events, camps, creator camps, workshops, as well as online events. And so basically it's just a creator community, but at the same time, we work really hard to encourage people to collaborate and use their creative influence for community impact. And so definitely a message of positivity and goodwill towards community and always encouraging creators to create with voices and art that brings change.
0: Boom. I, I was right. He said, it be, he said it better than I would have. Okay, well, cool. So so is bringing people together. Mm-hmm. You guys are helping people in many different ways when it comes to their creative journeys, whether it's purely just their creativity, whether it's a community behind their creativity, whether it's you know getting some advice uh, from from people like you guys that you know have had successful careers. Also, that's another thing we didn't even ask. What are what are some of your favorite brands you guys worked for? Just off the top.
3: Yeah, I've worked for uh, my very first brand that reached out to me was uh, my phone company. Rogers, and they um, asked me to create a whole billboard and in-store campaign. That was my very first job. <laughs> so it was pretty much like the craziest job ever. So I've, I still have a working relationship with them. So Rogers, American Express, currently Eddie Bauer, GMC, Canon. Yeah. So lots of great brands out there, but those are uh, definitely some brands I love. I mean, a a favorite of mine is working with a company near me
2: called Sky Helicopters. And um, I remember when they reached out, just the idea of going in a helicopter at all was just so overwhelming. Like, Yeah. So building a relationship with them and and getting to do some work has been something that I appreciate so much. It's been a ton of fun. And then, um, yeah, like Scott mentioned, currently working with Canon, which is really cool. Never thought I'd get to do that.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. That's so cool. Okay, I'm going to jump back into the question I was going to ask right, right before this. So the people who don't get involved in Socality, we know there are just about 7 point something billion people who aren't involved in Socality, even though there's, you know, thousands and thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people that have engaged with Socality in some way. Let's talk about the people who, yeah, do isolate themselves. And again, this show obviously is all about creative business. Uh, we believe breaking the creative struggle Uh, should be simple. We believe every creative deserves to do it. Uh, There's nothing better than being able to do what you love for a living. And and this show is a tool to help people do that. And so we want to speak just for a second to the people that are on the fringes of community. They're on the fringes of getting involved with people. And because they're on the fringes of getting involved with people, their success is also on the fringes. They're not leveraging the different, you know, avenues of support, the different avenues of inspiration, the different avenues of encouragement, all those things to help themselves, but even more importantly, to put themselves in a position to help somebody else, right? Because that's one of the coolest things about communities, not just the the take, but the give. And so what do you think happens to people, when they do isolate themselves, what happens to their businesses when they isolate themselves from something like Socality or something like just a healthy, creative community in some sense? Or even to go one step deeper, what happens when they just isolate themselves from having good relationships? Doesn't mean they need to have a ton of ton of relationships. Like maybe they're not plugged into something like Socality, where there's hundreds of people that they have access to but maybe they don't even understand how to have good, healthy relationships with people, just like you said, Zach, good people, are good brands, you know? What happens to people when you guys see them living on the fringes like that?
2: Yeah, well, I think... There's kind of one bigger thing, which is just kind of like on the on the human level that to be, you know, in relationship with other people is is a really core part of what it means to be human. And and I think that's part of why we've seen so many people struggle. Um, depending where they're they're living during COVID and, and related restrictions, is we're seeing uh, the removal of some degree of relationship and just the impact on that on mental health, even physical health. There's so many studies out that you know the the presence of other people around us does so much, even for our our bodies uh, on a physical level. So there's, you know, tons you can, you can read and look into on that. But one thing on the business side I've noticed is that when people isolate, they typically become a little more defensive and a little more resentful that if you don't know someone and you see them do something that you wish you had done, it's easy to see that as a threat to your success because you don't know them enough to be happy for them. And they just did something you didn't. And then it's like, man, how do I make sure I do that and they don't because I want what they have. And it's really easy to feel that way about somebody you don't know. Oh, can Get across the dinner table from somebody, look them in the eyes and get to a point where you legitimately want them to thrive. Not only is that good for your own heart and your own personhood and gonna be good for your relationship with them because you can build a relationship out of that. You can't build one out of resentment and defensiveness. But when it comes to even like a pitch meeting or building a relationship, you can see defensiveness on someone's body. You can see resentment on someone's face. And and I know I'm gonna be way less likely to hire someone who
0: I feel like is... is Really afraid of me doing well. Wow, yeah, that's so good. We bomb. uh, That's kind of similar to what we said a couple weeks back on the podcast. We were talking about how until you can recognize success in somebody else and be rejoicing in that, you'll never be able to rejoice in your own success. Um, Which I think is exactly what you were just saying. But Zach had his own little spin on that, which is really cool. I love that. That's such a great answer, Scott. Do you have anything? Anything
3: on that? I think community is like also like a merit a mirror, right? It holds every imperfection you have. And the thing about community is the longer you stay in it, the harder it gets because you, you know, it's like a friendship. You meet someone at camp or whatever, everything's good for whatever. But the more you engage with the person, you're going to have a conflict. There is going to be a frustration at some point in time and when that conflict happens that's a pivotal moment because you have to decide are you going to push past the moment or are you going to walk away and i think human nature people withdraw their the first thing is to say well you're the problem and they run away and this happens all the time relations break down and you, all you do is remove yourself but what happens is what you realize is everywhere you go you are and you can't run from yourself and so the things that are in you they're always going to come up in every single friendship or relationship or community. And you can you can point the finger every which way you want, but until you deal with the issues inside yourself, you're never going to get past that. So what I will always try and encourage people is in true community, say it, say what makes you angry. If you got a problem, say it, let's talk about it. Let's get through it together and we'll get through it, but don't run. Don't remove yourself from community because there's people in this community that are connected to me, they're connected to you, and you're going to run and you're going to find them and you're going to feel awkward. And then you, you're going to be like, I'm just gonna ruin myself completely. And then you're isolated. And that's not good. We don't like that. We like people in community, because that's where people find like life and they find encouragement and they find support. And they find like Zach said, people who want you to thrive. And it's easy to believe the story you tell yourself that people don't want you to be successful. And that's what people think as soon as they're offended. You don't want me to succeed. I'm out of here. I'm going to prove you wrong. And then our motive becomes to prove you wrong. And it's not about you fulfilling the things that you're supposed to do. It's about you trying your hand at something that maybe you're not even good at because your whole motive is to prove success. So I think the key to all things in community is you have to fight and you have to work and you have to come through those issues. And part of that starts with acknowledging that you're imperfect. Okay, yeah. I've I'm got issues. I'm not perfect. It's okay not to be right. And if someone highlights an issue, like someone said to me, Scott, you're so intense to work with. Well, that's good. Tell me I'm intense. Let's figure this out. And let me overcome the things that are bothering you instead of being like, well, whatever, you know? And so acknowledging and hearing from others about your own, like I had a friend call me one time and they said, I need you to tell me three things that are my weaknesses. (laughs) It's like, okay, that's such an intense question. But they really wanted to know because they wanted to better themselves. And so it was really helpful for them in that moment for me to be brutally honest. And brutal honesty is so good for us and it hurts like hell but you got to let it in and you got to let it do the work. And so it's a long answer, but the truth is you have to fight for community. You have to acknowledge, you have to look in the mirror and acknowledge the things that are within yourself and overcome them.
1: Mm, That's really, really awesome. I think that's so good. And I think that's such a good word for so many people, because I know both of you guys have really dove into community in your professional careers at such an early time. But I think that there are so many people out there and people listening. And I know I've been through this. I know Joey's been through this where, Isolation is just easier. Like as you're saying, community can be hard sometimes and isolation can feel easy, but I think isolation eventually completely destroys what you have going because there's no momentum with people to spur you forward
3: well and isolation keeps you trapped in in these like i said these stories you tell yourself the Mm -hmm. more you isolate the more it's easy to make up stories in your head you know what i'm saying when you come up with stories and then these defense mechanisms these conversations and then when you get in front of a person who loves you it's like you're completely disarmed because you realize those things aren't even true and you've just been isolated living in this like circle rabbit wheel in your brain
0: Okay, so we got people listening right now who are going, This is me. This is me. This is me. This is me. Exactly what Zach was talking about. I feel that Scott's hitting it right on, you know, hitting the nail on the head. Christy's talking about it. So the question is, What is healthy community? For a lot of people, they might not, you know, they might not experience that. And so what would you say are maybe you guys can tag team a little bit here and maybe come up with three things, but when does someone know they've found healthy community? When can someone go, I can put my anchor down, I want to stay here, even if it's harder. It's harder than isolation, but it's going to be good for me and people are also going to benefit off me being here. I think that's the best part about community. It's people benefit off your presence, which is really cool. And I don't think enough... People understand that but everybody I don't you know and we say this all the time and in in our world which is obviously very businessy when it comes to the creative stuff we do with people in our communities we always say I don't care if you make 250k a year or if you're you're aiming to make your first 25 your presence is is going to be valuable. There's there's lots of benefit to you being here despite where you are on that line, despite, you know, if you're the biggest fish in the pond or the smallest fish. And so, you guys probably have a couple more things to say, but speak to the person that's going, okay, I have okay community, but I want it to be better, or I don't have good enough community because I am isolating myself. I'm on the fringes because of my own fear or because I don't want to face that mirror effect, like you're talking about, Scott, I don't wanna be real with myself. And it's you know um, prohibiting their growth. What does good, healthy community look like? When should people put their anchors down and say, I'm gonna stay here for a bit?
2: One key thing is is if you can disagree with honor, where you can be like, look, we we have... So it's not just like an agree to disagree, because sometimes that can be passive, where it's like, yeah, you're an idiot and I tolerate it. But I mean more like you have different opinions and I honor you. Like, we have different opinions, and I know that you intelligently came to yours. Or, you know, maybe it's like, I actually don't even think it's an intelligent position, but I know you have reasons for coming to it. So I'm gonna like still respect and honor you. And like, we can go have a, a dinner together, look each other in the eyes, and that, you know. So, And I think if you're working on something you love, there will be tension. And like, you know, Scott and I have argued because we both care about what we do so much that it's worth arguing about. And my relationship with Scott is worth arguing about. Because like you said, you got two options when there's tension, work it out or run. There's going to be tension. And maybe people don't talk about that enough. So when we encounter tension, we're just like, ah, this person's toxic. I, I, You know, I was expecting a, a great, perfect friendship. I'm out. They aren't the one. But yeah, so if you can enter those disagreements and honor... I think that's huge. And then how to get there and how to create that type of community, I think vulnerability is a huge step. Like you have to put yourself in a position where someone can reject you and, and accept that and just be like, this is me, take it or leave it, knowing full well that some people are gonna leave it. And that's okay. I a lot love of that point. It takes a lot of courage to do it, but it's an investment.
3: Yeah, and mm, I, th- I, I think too, obviously, I was going to say the vulnerability, like Socality, or it's just as people, we have the responsibility to create these spaces of belonging where people feel accepted. And it's got to, it's easy to say, Oh, you belong, but it's where the rubber hits the road when you someone comes to you, and they're vulnerable, what are you going to do with that? And so creating these spaces, like there's no timeline for someone's journey, you know, it's not like, okay, you need to sort out your issue. Okay, yeah, you do need to work on yourself and progress yourself. But For me to project my timeline on you is unfair and so everyone's got to walk their road and learn their things it's like sometimes i come to a revelation of something it's like how come it took me so long to figure that out but sometimes it's just the moment clicks when it's right for you you know and then you get your aha moment you're like i get it now but for someone to project like how come you don't get it on to me it's not fair because i'm pushing them in their journey so i think a couple things vulnerability is super key where people can come and say this is me. And and when they're vulnerable and you're vulnerable with them and you realize that we're more equal than we are different. And the other thing is the pressure to perform has got to be removed. You're not valuable because of what you do for me. You're valuable because of who you are. And if you can cross that line and understand that value and, and, and cultivate that where people feel like I belong here, not because I have a lot of followers or because I'm an amazing creator, but simply because I am who I am, I bring something to the atmosphere. And when you can connect with that, and that person feels safe in that moment, I feel like that's really where people can put their anchor down. And listen, Socality, we work hard to create spaces of belonging, but it's not the only community out there. People got to find out what fits for them, you know, and time and place. And so but it is important for people to find a community. And community doesn't have to be large. It just has to be people who have your back. And equally, you need to have their back. And so, I mean, obviously, we could talk a lot about it, but I would say, I echo Zach, a vulnerability. I love the whole thing about honor, where you can say, like Zach and I have had fights. And you need to be real in the moment, but go, I value you enough that you can say it like it is. And I'm gonna walk through this with you. You're not gonna make me afraid. and and make me run. I'm going to push into that because Mm -hmm. I know that's how I grow as a person.
1: I love that. I think I love what you guys are touching on that vein of growth as a person in community. I think that that is something that is lost on, especially the last year, but also lost, I think in years before that, where, you know, you lose so much when you're not in community as it comes with personal development and personal growth and personal fulfillment where have you also seen creatives because i know socality is very based towards creatives how have you seen creatives pursue like grow and accelerate professionally in their career because they've chosen community that they wouldn't have grown otherwise? Because I know we've touched on the vulnerability side of aspects of that and the personal side, but how have you also seen people grow and meeting their goals and growing as a creative in their professional career? How, do you feel like community has affected that as well?
2: Well, oh, 1000% people hire people they want to be around. So like, obviously your skill matters, but like to a point, like you've just got to be good enough that people can justify hiring you because they actually want you to be there. That's mm-hmm.
1: the thing. That's good.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, to, to that degree, community is, like like I said, it doesn't have to be large. It just needs to have, you need to have people, right? And you are only, if you can connect with more people around you, you can do more. You can be more collaborative. There's lots of people who have skills I don't have. And so they can help me. I can help them. And so community definitely is a support system for sure. And I would say I, I have seen people come into the Socality community that have, you know, experienced great success through um, the power of their personal connections that just showed up to one of our events one of our meetings one of our gatherings and it was like oh i met x and they've started businesses you know we've helped um you know share the story of other people and that's got picked up by big media outlets and all of a sudden they're flying and it's awesome to see i've always explained socality as more like a pasture point, like uh, the New York subway station, you know, it's not necessarily a destination, but it's a pasture point. And some people get on and get off wherever they may, but that's their destination and leads them to their next spot. So, um, communities kind of like that, you know, and some people are in your life forever and some people are in your life for a moment, but it's just important to be open.
0: I love that. <laughs> we get asked questions all day about this stuff. I love it. So to to yeah. Let's <laughs> for the sake of trying to keep this decently short, let's move into kind of like an actionable actionable takeaway, little cue for some people. How can we be encouraged going into 2021? I know, Scott, I saw you. By the way, Scott has the greatest Facebook in the world.
2: <laughs>
1: what? Every
0: t- I never go on Facebook, but every time I go on Facebook, for some reason it all oh, it's like i'm only looking at scott's feed I, he must you so must cool. just be on there all the time but you know what, i'm
3: pushing the limits on it lately <laughs> you
0: are scott's you facebook is trouble. hilarious scott's mm-hmm. facebook is hilarious and he was the first person i saw to post the whole like you know is there a return policy thing on 2021 or something like right, that. Yeah, he would post exactly. something like that so this is the question there's already people going man 14 day trial is it up? Do I get yeah. a 30 day trial? Like yeah. I don't, I'm not encouraged going into 2021. How can people be encouraged going into 2021 when it comes to what we're trying to pursue creatively? And and so really the question here is like, what are three pieces of advice you want to make sure people don't miss out on when it comes to stepping into what's next for people in 2021, this next season? And I've got a feeling it's probably gonna include people and doing people well, you know, in, in some ways. So how would you, you two, just as we wrap this thing up, encourage people as they step into what's next for them in 2021?
2: Yeah, Piece of advice. Number one, realize your opportunity because so many things just got torn down in 2020 and in the beginning of 2021 that are going to get rebuilt and artists are cultural leaders so what you do is what's going to happen later on a way wider scale and right now a whole bunch of things are undecided in our culture and we get to decide what things are going to look like because a whole bunch of things just got decided they're not going to happen the same way anymore you know what does it mean to work what is you know what is our art going to look like like all this sort of stuff there's so much opportunity to come in and rebuild right now because these routines have been shattered and and i think it's just sort of this like exciting empowering reality right now of like you know like when a forest fire rips through like yeah it's it's devastating and it's sad but it's also natural and then a new forest grows And that's, I I see the opportunity there for people who are ready. And um, I know that encouragement is going to hit differently because some people are in a spot where like, ah, my forest is still on fire. Um, And I understand that there's going to be a time of, you know, great, great hurt and great loss. And maybe, you know, your business has been lost. I know some people are declaring bankruptcy, like, you know, this isn't going to be universal, but those who are in a position to launch something new, what a beautiful
3: opportunity you have. So number one, realize your opportunity. I love that. And um, yeah, so many things to say here because first of all, going back to the Facebook, I'm a middle child. So naturally what I do is just crack jokes when things get intense. (laughs) And so I kind of use my Facebook like that. So it's like just cutting through the noise because it's such an intense world on Facebook. So sometimes I just crack jokes just to kind of ease people up and be like some people get offended. But it's like at at the heart of it. It's just like, come on, guys, let's just all laugh and hug each other. But I I totally agree with what Zach's saying. I love that. And the thing about um, 2021 is people thought, oh, we can't count down 12 o'clock and it's magically going to change. Nothing has changed except the date. And so we're still in a current situation of a pandemic. We're all figuring it out. It's going to be months before we even start to see things kind of come back. But I would agree with um, Zach and say, echoing that there is still an opportunity because We have been given a unique gift through COVID. It's, it's no gift at all, but there are things that have been gifts and that would be time. And I think time to maybe pivot time to figure things out, time to try your hand at something you never thought like starting a podcast or, you know, taking that time to do the thing that you never thought you would have time to do. And so it's all about looking and going, okay, I'm not necessarily, this isn't the way I thought it was going to be, but what is in my hand right now? What is my current one, opportunity. And so I'd encourage people look at it through eyes of opportunity versus like um, discouragement. And so, yeah, we're all tired. It's, you know, we all want to get on a plane and do things that we were doing and go out and have gatherings. We all want to do that, you know, so, but we're not there. So we have to ask ourselves, what can I do in this moment? And so I would encourage people look at you, look at your opportunities around you. What can you do? And how can you use this? Because once things start swinging back into action, you know, this is your moment now, you know, you know, obviously new year's people take a look and go, what are the resolutions? But a resolution is nothing without a plan. And so sitting down, identifying at least one, if you could just do one goal and I put, put a healthy habit behind that and see that become a reality um, that could move you forward.
0: Mm. I love that. A couple good things for people to take into 2021. That's so cool. Okay. This is our last question. This is a kind of like the signature question here. Why should people be unapologetic about breaking the creative struggle in their lives, in their career? Why should they charge at it in full force?
3: Because it's your life and no one's going to live it for you. And if you don't take the reins and take, you know, personal responsibility, for your life, like I got up the other day, I thought, man, imagine if I tracked every hour and was like, how can I make this hour the most productive hour in my life? And normally, you know, it's such a whatever thought, but I mean, think of how many hours we just sit on the scroll on the phone or watching Netflix, but think about how much further advanced you could be as an individual. If you looked at every hour as an opportunity to learn something, apply something, figure something out, do something. how much more you would achieve. And so the reason you should break the creative struggle and be unapologetic is because it's your life and it's passing you by. And if you don't take ownership of your moment, then that's it. Someone else is going to run your race.
2: Yeah, and even things like rest can be intentional investments, you know, where, you know, maybe not every hour we are grinding, but we are resting because we know it's going to make us more effective later. Or, you know, we're relaxing because we know it's going to fill up. purpose. Um, Yeah, but with purpose. Absolutely. And then so, yeah, I mean, have you ever been to uh, uh, downtown in a big city and you're at a crosswalk and um, there's a big group of people, maybe 20 or 30 that are all waiting for their turn and there's no cars coming and the light is still on like the red stop hand? but it looks like maybe the light's just malfunctioning because there's a red light and there's a red light in every direction and there's no cars and everyone's just waiting for that light to light up. And then there will just be one guy or one lady or one kid who's like, I'm crossing the street. And the second they do, everyone's like, oh, thank you. And then they cross behind them because all wanted to, they just didn't know they were allowed. So what is something that that you really want to do and you just don't, know if you're allowed because when you do it not only are you doing it for you which is valuable enough you're going to look behind you and there's going to be a whole bunch of people who are going to say oh thank you so much i didn't know i could do that wow
0: 2021 is a crosswalk moment right wow. i love that permission wow zach i'm glad your mic is in an arm there dude because you, you could just let that thing go <laughs> there well, <laughs> that thing that was amazing that was such a good answer from both you guys which is cool because you guys are gonna be giving more answers. more answers coming from you guys because the SoCality show is is officially launching. Yes. I've been I've been excited for this to happen for a while. I've been, you know, yes. popping my little two cents. Scott, start a podcast, get on podcast, get on podcast. And it's happening. SoCality is starting a podcast. So if you have enjoyed this, ladies and gentlemen, um, I know Christy and I have, we're gonna be tuning in and I think we're gonna be potentially on that show at some point. Yeah, you, you guys will. have got to check it out. It's launching on January Twenty seventh, and it's a live
3: show, which yeah. sounds really once cool. And once again, always doing everything unconventional. Sometimes I scratch my head and go, "Why are we, Why are we doing this?" But we're gonna do a live one, and what it's gonna be is a visual live. Podcast Zach and I will be hosting. We're going to bring on guests, uh, influencers, creators, authors, um, CEOs, people that are just doing awesome things. It's meant to inspire people, make you laugh, make you cry. But it's going to be an hour long. It's going to be live. People can engage and connect live. And then we'll take that and we'll place it on YouTube so people can rewatch it. But it's all about we've been doing these workshops online and we've had such great live engagement. That's what gave us the idea to like, why don't we do the show live? Because our community can help us. Maybe they can change the trajectory of the show, ask key questions to the guest and just bring life. And so we want to create, as we do with community, always create a space where people can connect and engage. And so we're really excited. January 27th, Socality show, and we'll be getting more information out soon.
1: And And where can people watch live? Where do they go?
3: So they'll get a link on our website and they can literally register and the, through Eventbrite, they'll get a link and it'll be Wednesdays at, ooh, I think 12 MST and they'll just get a link and they can click that link and watch through Zoom and um, be in the moment. And so yeah, cool. we're building I love that. videos and sets and it's going to be great.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited to see that. Okay. So in order to even get that first step, people can jump on over to at SoCality on Instagram. That's a great place to find the two of these guys. And then also find community. There's a there's a ton of other people hanging out there. So jump on over there. Uh, where else can they find you? Where where can people find you too personally?
2: Zach? We were both waiting for each other there. That's
0: hilarious.
2: <laughs> yeah. So mine is my first initial and my last name. So Z M E L H U S. That's my personal Instagram. And you can
3: shoot me a message there and track me down. Nice. They can find me at Scott C back and on Instagram and then obviously um SoCality.org and come onto that page. You can follow SoCality and also we have a hub platform called My Community that they can join on the back end on our website and just do another engagement with people. So yeah, and then hopefully the show come and have Come and have a party with Zach and I. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be super fun. Cool. That's Awesome. Well, hey,
0: thank you too for being yes. here. So grateful. Uh, what a good conversation. And yeah, 2021 is a crosswalk year. So just take a step off the curb and watch what happens. Um, sure I'm really excited about that. First, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Disclaimer. Make sure that our car is actually
2: middle not middle child
1: jokes coming at us right now. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> don't don't get too serious. <laughs>
2: No, I want to thank you guys so much for for having us on. And you know, a lot of these concepts that we're talking about and you guys are talking about today, you guys are are showing instead of telling, even just in the way that you you host this podcast and a lot of the other things that you do. You know, it's one thing to to come onto a mic and say, Hey, value community, value the personal. But here you guys are taking time out of your day to invite people on, to ask them questions and to find out what's going on in other people's lives and then, you know, provide that for people. And I know through um, Creative Rise, doing that on a, on a whole other scale as well. So, thank you for for leading us all in that way, and by you know showing as much as you tell um, what it means to be in this community. Thank you for that.
1: Thank you Just, oh we don't often get thanked on our own oh, show so thank you zach <laughs> Thank you. <So> sweet.
0: <laughs> we love that it's been so so fun having you guys on so we will catch you guys on the next episode and we'll also hopefully you guys will catch these two on their show too again the socality show coming out to you on the 27th register on socality.org ahead of time and we'll we'll all have some fun there peace out awesome.
3: Appreciate it. thanks guys
1: well, that was so much fun. Scott and Zach, so are, they feel like besties now. And uh-huh. that was a blast. If you were sitting there thinking, man, this is just hitting the cord, hitting the cord, hitting the cord, I don't have community. I am one of those isolated people. And I, I do just have community, hard time. but I
0: just want better community.
1: Yeah. If com- if the community you're in is not encouraging you and sh- pushing you towards growth, and you're like, I really, really need that, we actually have an opportunity for you that we are going to be launching in February.
0: Yeah. February. Talk about it, Joe. I'm dropping the date, February 8th. People have been asking for four and a half months now when the next round of Creative Res Mastermind is gonna open. And February 8th is when you can enroll, which is really cool. So it's actually going live to the waitlist first, which is really cool. A little bit of extra bonus if you're on the waitlist too. So if you are looking for a six week journey with a ton of people that have got your back, wanna see you win, and are going to encourage you as you learn the ins and outs of what running a successful creative business looks like in order to break the creative struggle. But in a simple way, the Creative Prize Mastermind is exactly for you. We're tired of seeing people hindered in their creative careers and in the success that comes with that, in the financial success that comes with that, just simply because they're burdened by not being in a community that's that's the right fit for them when it comes to learning all these things and implementing. That's the biggest thing. Community helps you implement so we're, we're tired of seeing that. And so that's what the Creative Rise Mastermind is all about. And that's what it helps you do is simply learn, implement, and grow your creative business on demand.
1: Yeah. And if you're $20,000 a year, you're plus thousand dollars a year, this is for you. It's an awesome, diverse community that's just going to help you grow and help you connect with other people in a way that is filling and fun. So if you are interested and you want to get on that wait list before it fills up, text mastermind To
0: 916... 587 and we'll get you on the waitlist. That'd be awesome. And we get to talk about it too, which is really cool. We'll get to know you. So, hey, there's already, I don't even know, this thing sells out every time. There's already a ton of people on the waitlist. So, jump on the waitlist ASAP if you're thinking about it. Uh, you won't regret it. The waitlist is obviously just a waitlist. So, you just get to hang out and wait. There's no obligation. So, yes. come hang out on the waitlist. And uh, yeah, we can't wait to see you on next week's episode. Thanks for being here keep crashing it this week. Take what Zach said this week and use this week as a crosswalk week. What's the thing you're going to step off the curb to in order to watch what happens in your own life and then be able to turn around and watch how it affected other people too. So step off the curb this week. I love that. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time.